having a problem with her udder. We had to take her to the hospital hmm. probably today. Um, so that's a bit of a problem, but um, otherwise, um, everything's good. We're sending some work on my book to Litasaki today or tomorrow. Um, so that's progressing. She yeah. does. She does the um, proofreading. Okay, so you're getting towards the end then. Proofreading's the last st stage, right? Well, you have to lay it out, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're making progress. Nice. So let's go ahead and take the questions. Okay. Um, let's start with Brigo. It's coming. <laughs> Just now coming. Hare Krishna Dandavat Guru Maharaj. I have a question about uh, bhakti in relationship to astrology. Uh, we learn, of course, from the Sandarbhas and, and elsewhere that uh, bhakti doesn't have anything to do with karma. These are completely different things. Nevertheless, uh, there are plenty of examples of uh, astrologers foretelling things about the lives of great devotees and, and uh, even of Mahaprabhu. So uh, my question is, how is it possible for an astrologer to foretell something about bhakti from looking at the stars that... Uh, uh, could perhaps reveal something about the, the karma of a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand your question. Of course, I'm not an expert in astrology by any measure, and I don't think there are too many people that are expert at it um, these days, and that's probably the biggest problem with it. But um, um, that said, uh, to extend upon your question, if you will, uh, Prabhupada, at times observed astrological considerations. For example, there is some astrological uh, perspective. I guess it was relative to his natal chart that uh, he shouldn't start a journey on a Thursday or something like that, or on a Wednesday. So if he was gonna fly, um, he'd pack his bags the night before or something like that as if he, was, had to already started his journey and then, you know, he would depart the next day. Pujapad Sridhar Marsh also, there was a couple of things he wouldn't do on certain, um, under certain astrological conditions. Um, I forget the details and so forth. So we do find them observing them, um, uh, that to some extent, Prabhupada's life, his natal chart was, uh, uh, read by uh, uh, astrologer at his birth and said he would, you know, open 108 temples or something like that. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's birth chart is there. So um, again, I'm not an expert, but I mean, it's it's uh, and and to underscore the point that you made, which uh, in a nice way, uh, Bhakti Sundar Marsh once said, "Who wasn't himself a Jyotish or an astrologer?" that the problem with astrology is that the most important planet is not in the chart and that's Goloka. Hmm. 
So Goloka Premodhan Harinam Sankirtan. Through the Sankirtan, Goloka comes into the chart and that uh, changes everything. Now, it changes everything in one sense. Hmm? Bhakti comes in, we have a certain karmic destiny, but Bhakti comes into our life, then that, that begins to change. Hmm? Because karma that is not yet, uh, uh, has yet to bear fruit, will start to be uh, destroyed, if you will, before it even does. And even the Prabhu karma can be altered um, or is altered to some extent. So um, I would also say that uh, this, with regard to the sadhaka, then the sadhaka day of the body of the practitioner, the life of the practitioner, it's a work in progress, typically. So he or she is partly plugged into sense objects in relation to a biological and psychological sense of self and partially plugged into sense objects in terms of the spiritual sense of self, wherein the objects of the senses are engaged by the senses for the pleasure of the Krishna senses. So there's a balance there that's gradually diminishing on the material side and the spiritual side is, is coming up. So in, in which case, um, such a person is not entirely, if you will, under the influence of bhakti and uh, karma is said to be destroyed by bhakti. And as I mentioned, even the parabdha karma, which is a strong point for bhakti because gyan is not as uh, powerful to do so. Bhakti being, of course, near guna in nature, but still it's gradual. I think Jiva Goswami gives the example of you're going to thread a garland, let's say, of flowers, then you put, stick the pin in and it's done. But if you look in slow motion, of course, it's going slowly through each petal one by one by one. So once the life of bhakti is commenced, then you can say the karma is done. But it's like putting the needle in. But if you go in slow motion, then, or as it appears to us in our practice, it's taken a while. Hmm? Um, so in, in any event, in, in his life of most sadhakas, there is some influence of karma. Hmm? And, and um, well, with regard to Krishna or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's birth chart is given for example, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, well, he has a birth chart. And um, despite the fact that he's not under the influence of karma, uh, there's a reading of it that shows it to be very auspicious. And, um, and even though he is only moving under the influence of Sarup Shakti, that doesn't mean that the guy's going to show up in the world um, and be somewhat readable or discernible or uh, uh, predicted. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, something comes to mind, there's a, there's a difference between correlation and, and causation. Mm -hmm. Just like the mind mm -hmm. has a correlation with the brain, but it would be erroneous to say that the brain causes the mind, mm -hmm. like a hand on a, on a glove. Mm -hmm. They correlate, but they're at the same time uh, uh, different. So um, 
um, the fact that uh, a natal chart could be done of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and it could be looked at by someone um, and based on the chart, it would be a religious chart. Uh, this is a religious person, very auspicious life. Uh, um, I think that that reading could be there even though the causation of that lifestyle, life accomplishments and so forth is not karmic, but it's uh, spiritual or under the influence of diving prakritim of the, of the internal energy. So, um, I mean, those are some, some thoughts on, on that. Um, and again, I said earlier uh, that it's gradual, the removal of karma, and sometimes it's been explained also that what you know might have happened by the karmic implications would be minimized by the influence of bhakti, but some semblance would be there. So there, I think there's some overlapping that comes in into play, and um, and it doesn't mean to say that some uh, let's say two people like the, the, the beautiful two of you that I see on the screen, a married couple. You are nice, nice devotees, and um, if, even as much as you are devotees, it doesn't mean that 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 that, that how compatible you are from an astrological point of view could not be, you know, calculated or or, or predicted. Hmm. So those are my thoughts on that. In brief, does that help? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Shama Sindar, do you want to um, do that question from Rajahari? It did it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not sending it. Okay, let me try doing this to everyone. There it goes. It should, you should be able to see it now. It, it, for whatever reason, didn't want to go to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what comes to mind in, immediately is that uh, with regard to techniques, if you will, Bhaktivinoda Thakur has mentioned something, and I, I can't recall where. It may be in Harinam Shintamani, um, which is a book about uh, Nam Seva. And um, he mentions that uh, one should uh, try blindfolding oneself, hmm. locking oneself in the room, pulling down the shades, you know, whatnot. Um, so doing away with distractions, if you will, 
uh, to put it in a more broader sense, uh, to create a favorable, peaceful environment uh, um, for the chanting, a particular place for chanting, uh, a time for chanting. The mind works uh, well, if you will, uh, with schedules. It works against it, but it can be harnessed. If every day I have a schedule I do at this time, in this place, mind will get used to it. This time, this place, I do that. I follow this. It can be trained. Hmm? So the mind can be trained. It can be the friend of the of the uh, Badajiva or can be can be the enemy. Hmm? So um, that said, um, the the uh, the things that you mentioned, of course, um, uh, are, can also be employed. Um, and you were mentioning remembering the uh, auspicious bodily characteristics of Krishna, sarvasal, sarvalakshanam, uh, which include both bodily characteristics and, and the uh, uh, peculiar or particular um, markings on the bottom of his feet. Hmm. These are um, um, a whole host of them. I think there are 32 and uh, symptoms. What is that uh, uh, school of thought? Uh, I forget the name. Um, anyway, it's that program. Use a Western term, physiognomy. Um, it's thought uh, uh, that uh, every one of the auspicious, just as an aside, auspicious marks indicates a uh, hundred auspicious activities and I think a hundred auspicious thoughts behind the activities. So uh, this has been developed in, in the Buddhist sects also. But at any rate, um, yes, remembering the bodily characteristics of Krishna, this is one, one, one of the qualities of Krishna that stand out, for example, in Sakyaraso, or other qualities of his. Um, um, and uh, you mentioned verses. Uh, you might uh, go over in your mind the shikshastakam while chanting. I mean, these, these things are measures, steps, techniques, as you refer to them, to take to um, kind of harness an obstinate mind that won't pay attention, if you will. Um, of course, the picture, mental picture, if you will, of Krishna, or that we get from uh, remembering a verse um, will be I want to say not different, but only a shadow of the experience of Krishna, his form, his qualities, and so forth, as they spontaneously appear in the controlled and purified mind from the chanting alone. Hmm. So uh, it's one thing to conjure up in your mind a, a picture of the deity and remember, and another thing to have the deity, um, the form, for example, which is also in the name, the qualities, the little in the name, come out from the chanting. Um, and this comes out of a controlled mind that um, follows, of course, the heart. And that's the problem, why the mind is not uh, 
we're not able to control it because our heart has yet to be cleansed. The mind goes where the heart goes. So the best way to control the mind is to give your heart to, to it feelingly. So it's not just a technique, but um, our technique is to cry that we can't uh, control our mind. Uh, or with the Krishna's generous as Mahaprabhu, we said in the form of his name, but we don't, we don't have a taste for it and so forth. Um, that's not supposed to make us neurotic, um, but uh, but short anyway. I want to say of the of the form, the qualities, leelas and so forth, appearing uh, in the in the uh, yogic meditative mind in in in, in samadhi. Yeah, you can add some 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 dhyan. Some Jiva uh, Goswami himself gives a visualization to accompany the chanting of the Maha Mantra, picturing Krishna underneath the banyan tree with his associates, Radha and Krishna, uh, um, and, and so forth. And then a sankalpa or an aspiration that may I enter into the family of the uh, Braj Basis in uh, uh, through through the uh, um, by virtue of the of the name, so we can have that on one's mind, a visualization of that, uh, for example. Um, so yeah, all those things are um, yeah, can prove useful. I would recommend them. Another question. Um, Sumati, are you back? Yes. Okay. Anyone ask your question? Can you hear me, Guru Maharaj? I can. Good morning. Um, In one of the prayers of Bhaktivinoda Kaur, he's saying how Lord Nityananda is selling the holy name in the marketplace for simply the price of one's faith. And then I started the other day reading the Sri Navadweep Mahatmya. And Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, as long as bodily consciousness is not given up and humility does not awaken within, one cannot obtain the treasure of Sri Chaitanya and Sri Nityananda's mercy, no matter what efforts one makes, even if he be Shiva or Brahma. So, but it seems like one may have some faith and not yet be completely free from bodily consciousness and have full humility. Um, yeah, I think what he's saying is that the, that, that has to be accomplished before one can receive the, tr- the full treasure, which is the prame that they're giving. Full treasure. So, Vande Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito Gorodai Pushpapanto Chitro Sando Tamonado. So it's giving the Prem, hmm? the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nityananda Prabhu. And in the context of giving it, it's, getting, it's doing away with um, other ideas, other aspirations, other concerns, basically, that uh, humans are preoccupied with. Uh, could be divided into dharma, artha, kama, and moksha in a broad, broad sense. If we look at these things carefully, it, it covers everything. Um, so uh, the full treasure won't come until that happens, but it doesn't mean you have to do that before you can take advantage of the holy name. There's no 
greater, more powerful, more efficacious method of accomplishing that difficult task itself than chanting the holy name. Others try to do it by yoga, by jnana, and so forth, and see it as an end unto itself. Uh, we see it as a byproduct of, of our practice and pursuit of prem. So it's, so it's quite a, uh, our, our ideal, if you will, picks up steam and is in uh, uh, our bhakti, the abhideya, as a practice is fully informed at the point where those practices leave off. And from there, one pursues further to acquire, as he as Bhaktivinoda said, the, the treasure they've come to give, the prema dhan. Right. Okay. Okay. No, thank you. Yeah. Om Kar. Can you hear me? I can, yes. Hi, good morning. Good to see you. Uh, good to see you too. So I guess a doubt still remains in my heart about um, um, who hears my prayers when I when I make a, make a plea for Krishna. And, who do you uh, pray to? Well, I mean, I pray to Gornitai mainly. Because um, you say in your Shikshastagam commentary in the fourth verse, or that they replace the Ishtadev or Paramatma in the heart in Kali Yuga. Um, but somehow, I don't know. I, I guess I wanted to hear something further from that uh, to clear my doubt. Um, I'm not saying they don't reciprocate or answer, but yeah, that's still a thing that comes up to me. And I wanted to perhaps hear you say something about it. Well, to whatever extent they may reciprocate or is, 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 is one thing. Whether they can hear is another. Hmm? And whether it's registered. Hearing means yeah, registered, but then there may be many considerations in terms of how to reciprocate, um, if at all. Hmm? Um, so bhakti is independent in that way. Uh, it's not mechanical. It's not that you put a quarter in and you have to get you know, this much out. Hmm? Um, that's the karmic mechanism, right? It's uh, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, or something like that. I think there's a statement like that in, in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So um, bhakti doesn't, doesn't work like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, we are waiting in line for Krishna's grace, and... Um, just to be in line it's, itself is, is, is a uh, manifestation of his grace. So um, I would say that to you that uh, there is not a more munificent uh, uh, manifestation of divinity than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nama Mahabhala Naya, hmm? Krishna Prema Pradayate, Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namri And we see this, we saw that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was giving Krishna Prem, which just so much stood out in the minds of his devotees to come to the conclusion, he must be Krishna himself. He's definitely an avatar, but he, he must be Krishna himself because he's giving Krishna Prem. And this is only the, the, the uh, in a possession of Krishna, not in possession of any avatar of Krishna. Hmm? He's Namo Mahabharata Naya. Krishna Prem, this is his Leela. You know, he, he, he gives, 
he is Mahavadanaya. Therefore, his quality is he's very magnanimous. Uh, um, uh, his form, uh, his name, his, 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 his form is Akrishna, golden, his name. Um, uh, so anyway, his, everything about him, these are the, the, the uh, direct, this is the direct experience of his associates and people coming into the midst of his associates. There are many, um, uh, Naratam says, Goranger Songigani Nichasidakorimani, the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nichasidas. That's true, but then there were also persons who were uh, coming into the association. Sarvabhumbhattacharya, Prakasananda Saraswati, even Haridas Thakur, and others who aren't Nichasidas. Um, they are coming into this association in the Leela and receiving praying from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I mean, I mean, if you you, you, you take um, Viva Mahashaya's own statement in, 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 in Bhagavatam, he is Krishna's advisor, Shastric advisor in Dwarka, so he's very, very learned. And um, he makes the statement that who in their right mind would take shelter of anyone other than Krishna when, when um, he was approached by Putin in his infancy with the uh, desire to uh, kill him by putting poison on her breast and suckling, uh, you know, nursing him. I mean, that's just like hideous. Hmm? But he gave her prem. Hmm? So who would take shelter of anyone else? That's Uliva. You have to understand who Uliva is. <laughs> this is a very learned person. <laughs> so uh, this is his conclusion. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exceeds his Krishna, but in, in a more magnanimous mood. That is the meaning of Audarya, right? From Madhurya to Audarya. In Madhurya, in Audarya, the Madhurya is included, but the Audarya is the extension of it. So, uh, who do you want to listen to? What other, what other advice would you, you know, um, um, uh, you, you, you take them, these great persons, Uddhava, Narada, and so forth. This is the Brahma, Shiva. <laughs> this is all their opinion. <clears throat> and they're appearing in, in Gaur Lila as well. So um, <coughs> I think that... Um, you know, what are your other options that the Paramatma is listening? Why would he listen? You're not even talking to him. You're, you're petitioning for something that he doesn't even have to give. So uh, the Paramatma feature who is a witness has a purpose um, in relation to the conditioned souls waiting, you know, sanctioning um, uh, their uh, desires to one extent or, or another through the mechanism of material nature and on a larger sense waiting for them to turn to him so if they do well good um, but if they turn towards him in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the form of Krishna and Krishna takes the form of the Paramatma that is his partial manifestation the Paramatma in the heart if our aspiration is to is to associate with him personally through dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, 
Why would you get something else? Narottam says, that which we attain is determined by that which we practice. So, so I don't know what you want to hear uh, or what your doubt is more precisely that uh, I might be able to shed further light on it and, uh, and do away with it. But if it, if, it, if it merely comes down to, well, how do I know that his reciprocate doesn't feel like he is? Well, that's another thing. Hmm. Yes, if he could hear, that's one thing. How he would respond, that's another thing. And you can't, it, it, it's difficult for us to understand the wisdom of, of Krishna or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And once we put ourselves in his hands, we should have confidence that um, even if it appears that we're being abused, and Mahaprabhu himself prays like this, right? Asli Shiva Padaratam Panashtam Even if you don't give me your darsha, even if you appear to abuse me, still I'm your servant. When we think like that, then we'll start to feel more reciprocation, perhaps. Hmm? But if we think uh, something is warranted, I'm owed something, well, there's some uh, something lacking in, in, in our understanding and our petition. Go ahead. You want to say something further? Yeah, Gurmars. I guess it came from, I was discussing um, our tattva with, uh, with an, um, a devotee who's probably a disciple and uh, kind of veered away from practice a little bit association. And, uh, and, and he posed that, that Jesus is somehow more approachable you know, as an istadev, as, 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 as our conception of, of Krishna. And it just made me think, like, I used to pray for Jesus when I was younger as a Christian. And it just made me sort of contemplate on, on the approachability of Krishna what, as he is Swayam Bhagavan. Um, but we don't really direct our prayers to him often because he's Mugdata, he's up there, you know, he's, he's in his lila. Um, but instead to Mahaprabhu. So, yeah, I guess he was more so if he's actually hearing and and yeah i do i do take from your your shikshastakam that that's the case but uh yeah i still wanted to hear some more about it and as i'm chanting gayatri gore gayatri there's uh i don't know if i should refer to that uh here but um there's also a conception of mahaprabhu as uh as krishna chaitanya you know in his sannyas name and then there's uh him as, uh, as vishwambar and, and gora so there's those three conceptions that we somehow have to merge together and and just something that I guess my mind's been been playing with when I've been chanting Gayatri and and contemplating on these. Well, it's, it's similar. I mean, you you want to approach Krishna through through his appearance as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and uh, in Abhidvip he's Vishwambar. We want to contact him there, and we do that through his person as Sri Krishna Chaitanya uh, as a sannyasi, because in that um, lila he shows the way. Hmm. So he shows the way to enter into Navadweep and through Navadweep to enter into Goloka. But I mean, uh, it, it, you also have to appreciate the fact that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna are the same. They are the same person. So yes, in different moods, but we should not pray to Krishna. We do pray to Krishna. Hmm? Um, but we pray to Krishna as, as a follower of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because if you come to the pearly gates of Goloka and say, they say, where did you come from? You say, I've come from Navadweep. They say, well, we open the gates right away. No problem. There may be other ways to approach there, but you not get in as easily. Hmm. So that's that. It's interesting that someone would make that point about Jesus being more 
approachable. I, I, that, that may be um, the way in which the teachings have been presented over the uh, centuries and so forth, and really uh, very much watered down in, in a sense. Uh, I've met people uh, who said that, uh, you know, I just accept Jesus and um, that's all there is to it. And I can't, I'm human, so I can't correct myself at all. I don't try. I don't have to because I've accepted Jesus. So, yeah, that sounds real easy. Sounds more approachable, but whether that's actually accurate <laughs> and Jesus is actually appreciating that, that's another, another thing altogether, right? So if you look carefully at theologically, I think, at the two, I'd say Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is more approachable than, uh, than, than Jesus. And he has... Uh, you look at look at uh, look at a, a Catholic monk uh, Thomas Merton, for example. Uh, he had taken shelter of Jesus, but he couldn't figure out how to. What do you do with that? You know, um, so he went to India to find out how to. What are the what are the practices? What are, what's the sadhana? Hmm? And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was showing a whole life of, of practical sadhana. What what to do? Uh, so many angas of bhakti. Bhakti's. Angas for the mind, for the for for the words, for physical actions, um, to um, uh, uh, make a life-consuming, you know, kind of a practice. It's that by comparison, sadhana as a tattva uh, is is I would say lacking in Christianity, and I think Merton is a good example. He went to the east find that and they and and through him and others um uh some christian catholic monasteries have incorporated practices uh, of the hindus and the buddhists for um meditation and so forth so i disagree with him um and he probably you know he's probably or she not that well informed about our our own tradition which wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. I see that all the time, what the implications are, what the teaching is, and so forth. And that's not to fault anybody that has taught him necessarily or her in the past, but it's a lot to digest. There's, there's an awful lot there, uh, finding out uh, new things about it all the time myself. So hmm, after half a century, so. Um, anyway, if you see him, give him my respects. All glories to Jesus. What else? Morose has a follow-up question. Yeah, please go ahead. And Maharaj. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, who's speaking? Uh, it's Maharaj. Uh, uh-huh. uh, and what? Mm. Uh, considering uh, this point you mentioned just now that we should... Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu giving prema, but some, sometimes I heard that only through Sadhu Sangha comes bhakti, and sometimes I hear that uh, either Krishna can give or or guru or devotees or so. How to understand this? Well. Uh... Uh, we get uh, Krishna, obviously, through uh, through Sadhu Sangha, hmm? right? 
without uh, hearing from sadhus, how will we know about Krishna? That's very practical. So uh, I'm, I'm not, I guess I'm not clear entirely what, what, what the question is. Uh, maybe it's a question like, well, do we get it from devotees? Do we get it from Krishna? Do we get it from Chaitanya? Nityananda, there's, there's, there's too, too many people to, to think about here. Well, all of the above, you know, is, 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 the, is the answer in one sense. But uh, that said, uh, of course, uh, there is, it's thought that, and I think uh, well thought out, that uh, Krishna comes to us in the form of the guru, which is kind of a, uh, the, the way in which he most prominently appears in our life and our focus should be um, therein. Um, but if we focus on the guru, well, the guru teaches us to focus on Krishna. <laughs> and, uh, and in the context of that, he, he, he teaches us to focus on Krishna, who is teaching about the worship of Krishna, which is the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the two are non-different. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're lucky that there's, there, 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 that, that the, we can fix the mind and it can move at the same time. <laughs> so you can fix your mind on the guru, can it move to Krishna? And then from Krishna, it can move to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mind likes to move. <laughs> uh, it can move from one quality of Krishna to another, one leela of Krishna to another. So the, the mind which likes to move is restless, can move and still be um, um, focused at the same time, exclusively. Exclusive meditation on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is not different from exclusive meditation on Krishna. Exclusive meditation on the Guru because the guru embodies the teachings of bhakti and uh, love for Krishna. It's not different than being exclusively focused on Krishna. So, um, you know, we, 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 we can sit and do bhajans, guru bhajans, gore bhajans, vornatananda bhajan, radha krishna bhajan. Uh, you could systematically worship like that in a particular setting, whether it be singing or chanting, we sit, chant, offer our pranam to our guru, uh, seek the blessing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Panchatattva, chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Um, um, so you could systematize it to some extent. It's not necessarily that you have to. Um, and other than that, whichever one works best for you. Like I say, we focus on the guru, but the guru tells us to focus on Krishna. Focus, focusing on the guru should cause fo the focus on Krishna. Not that, not the teaching is we should focus on the guru and, uh oh, I'm thinking about Krishna. So it's a problem. Hmm? Not like that. Now, I'm not sure if I answered your question because I didn't entirely understand it, but I hope that I've been, I have. And if not, you know, please let me know and I'll, I'll try to be more specific hmm, in my response. Mm -hmm. So if I understand it, it shouldn't be like uh, mechanical, but like more what comes through the chanting and like this. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a difference, but there's a non-difference between sadhu, guru, Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay, what else? Akura from the Brighton Sangha. 
Jai Dandavat Pranam Maharaj from Brighton. Uh, I have a question and then another question, two questions. The first one is regarding this verse, Tasmada Jnana Sambhutam, Vitsthanam Jnana Sinatmanaha, the, the one that ends with uh, stand up and fight, caught your, your doubts with the weapon of yoga. Uh, is there like a Rasika aha, with the weapon of knowledge uh, called the weapon stand up and fight? So is there like a more intimate or more secret or more, uh, you could say, Rasika interpretation of that verse? And the second question, is that that the Bhagavad Gita, each and every one verse has a like an esoteric meaning, not from Vasudeva Krishna and Kurukshetra, but from, you know, Gopal Krishna speaking. Uh, those are my two questions. Are they clear or not? Uh, that first verse you chanted, was that from the fourth chapter of the Gita? I don't remember. It's Tasmada Jnana Sambhutam, it's Tanam Jnana Sinatmanaha, Chitvainam Samshayam Yoga, Utishtutishta Bharata. Yeah, it's probably from the fourth chapter, uh, which is about uh, Gyan Yoga. Um, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I think that um, that uh, with regard to the Gita, that, you know, I've written a commentary on the Gita. Maybe you've seen it. Um, uh-huh. Have you? I've read some of your verses, not the whole Gita, but I've gone through right. several verses. Well, the focus or the, 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 my approach to the Gita there was that um, if Krishna is on, in Kurukshetra and speaking the Bhagavad Gita, uh, what would be on his mind? Has he ever been there before? And yes, if we look historically, we see from the Bhagavatam that prior to the Kurukshetra war, Krishna was at Kurukshetra, mm-hmm. and there he met with the Brajbasis and the Gopis during the uh, solar eclipse, mm-hmm. and this was very, very touching, and, um, and very, very central to uh, uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, mm-hmm. and uh, Krishna ultimately reciprocated with the Gopis and, and said, well, people approach me in different ways for Mukti, they want uh, material acquisition, they worship me formally, but the way you, in which you've approached me, that, that is it, itself its, its, its own reward. So it's, a, it's, a, it's and this corresponds, this meeting with, with, uh, with the, uh, it's, it's reenacted, I should say, in Gorlila through the Rathiatra, right, which is very esoteric. So given the fact that Krishna was in um, Purukshetra prior, uh, to his meeting with Arjun and and uh, the circumstance of the war that, uh, that that brought him there, the Battle of Kurukshetra, it's reasonable to, to conclude that now stepping on the f- field of Kurukshetra that, to speak about Dharma to Arjun, which he's in the midst of establishing Dharma, something that he does outside of Braj, right? Inside the Braj is he's not preoccupied with anything other than, than Leela in the full sense of the term. Outside, therefore, it's said, oh, even when he kills the demons, Krishna Kaviraj tells us it's the Vishnu inside of him that, that does that. And if you look at the Leela's, um, 
the slaying of the demons of Krishna uh, through the pen of uh, Gopal Champu or Jiva Goswami. After doing so, Krishna is always explaining some way in which it wasn't really me. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and, and so forth. He's only playing there. Full sense of Leela really applies to Braj. Outside of Braj, well, he's establishing Dharma. That's moral and ethical concerns, which Braj rises far above. Even Bhakti in general um, does. Um, that's why, for example, we say Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one of the reasons we say Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, because he's even he's even though he's establishing the Yuga Dharma, which is largely concerned with moral and, and ethical issues, religious sensibilities, and, and so forth. He's woven together that Yuga Dharma with uh, Namsan Kirtan, with, which is the Dharma for Kali Yuga with Prem and giving Prem, giving Braj Prem. Um, so even in the context of establishing Dharma, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was giving Prem a Dharma. Hmm. So the question is, if Krishna is not Kurukshetra, he's going to speak about Dharma stepping down there. Won't is it possible that the Prema Dharma that he also addressed uh, in Kurukshetra previously as much will come to mind? That was my focus in, in the angle on the Bhagavad Gita, if you will. And the answer is yes, uh, but it is going to show up here and there, not in every verse. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, here and there. And from that, for that, we will look to the seminal uh, commentators on the Bhagavad Gita from the Gaudiya Sampradaya, Vishwanath Chakuri Thakur and Baldevi Jibhushan. And they show this to some extent, for example, uh, in the uh, what Vishwanath Chakuri Thakur turned the Chatur Shlok of the, of the Gita, in the 10th chapter. Hmm? There we can find Chushyanti Chaudamanti Cha, Sambandanuga, Sambandanuga Bhakti, Kamarupa Bhakti. Um, and so forth. A uh, couple places here and there. Uh, Pujapat Sridamarsh like to think, well, at the end of the Gita, Krishna says, Sarvadharma and Prityajamami come, Sharanam Braja. Well, Braja here means, what, you know, come to me. Hmm? But Braja also, just by the sound, reminds Krishna of Braja. And therefore he stops. That's the end of the Gita. He can't say anything more. He's thought of Braja. His mind has gone to Braja. Even though the word was the word usage had another application, was related, but uh, his mind went to Braj and that, that he, he couldn't talk anymore. Hmm? End of the Gita. Hmm? So, there through Bhav, then one will get these type of explanations from the text that a grammarian will say, Well, that's not in the text. And you'll have to say, Well, what is there any bhav in the text? <laughs> is the text, what is the purpose of the text? What is the purpose of the verse? Is the purpose of the verse to give bhav? If I get bhav out of it, then maybe I've understood it, even though grammatically, it may, it, you know, may not figure out, and I may not be able to demonstrate how to support it. And there, there are instances um, uh, like this. Um, but, uh, but Bob has its own symptoms, characteristics. And we find that in someone, and they have a reading of a verse from which, which is a Bhava reading, even if it can't be grammatically supported, we'll, we, we'll accept it. They're getting, they're getting what the verse wants to do to us, so to speak. So uh, just kind of going off on this and rambling a bit about it, but um, 
it's, it should be of interest to you given, given the, the nature of your question. So there are instances like that. Um, uh, and I've drawn a few here and there and referred to how others have done so in, in my commentary, but I wouldn't, uh, uh, I, I don't think it would be accurate to uh, expect that every verse in the Gita would, would have such a, such a, uh, uh, the, the Krishna's only speaking about Raj Bhakti there. I mean, it is Kurukshetra Krishna. Kurukshetra Krishna or Dwarkesh Krishna, uh, the, the Krishna from Dwarka goes to, goes to um, 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 Kurukshetra. Uh, he remembers Braj, Krishna in Dwarka is remembering Braj. At night he goes to bed and, 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 and his queens hear him dreaming and speaking out, calling the names of the, of the gopas and gopis. So they know his heart lies there, um, but um, it's 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 not that everything about Dwarka Krishna is is really only about Braj. He has his devotees in Braj. Hmm? Mathura Krishna has his devotees in Mathura, and uh, that side of him is is fully uh, reciprocating with that kind of love. But there may be instances in which he's reminded of Braj. Like in Brihad Bhagavatam, at this first candle when Nard comes to Dwarka hmm, and reminds Krishna of Braj, and Krishna goes into a trance and it causes a huge, apparently, uh, apparent disturbance in, Dwar in Dwarka, for which Nard later apologizes, to which Krishna responds, Don't think like that, he says. Hmm. The best friend is one who reminds one of his beloved, and that's what you've done. Uh, it may look troublesome and like a disturbance here in Dwarka, but actually it's, it's, it's very pleasing to me. So there are instances where that will come up, where his brudge side will, will come out. He is the same person, hmm? but he's there. He is reciprocating in Dwarka, for example, to the love of the inhabitants of Dwarka. But if the Braj Basi remembrance should become prominent by some Udipana, which is causal. The Udipanas are causal and they, they, they bring it to the surface. I might always love my daughter who's gone away to school, but if I come home one day and I see her shoes at the door and I realize she's there, just seeing her shoes, that love will come to, my, come to the surface, right? So there may be instances in Kurukshetra, uh, given the context of the teaching uh, that he's giving to Arjuna or any number of things where that may come up, but it's not everything that he says and does is, for, is ultimately speaking about Braj. I wouldn't think of it like that. The verse in particular that you mentioned, I, I would think that, um, no, I, 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 I can't think offhand of an esoteric uh, explanation of it other than, um, uh, you know, that, that what's being said there is kind of a call to action, if you will, and with the sword of knowledge, isn't it, uh, to, to, to slay the doubts and so forth and so on. You know, um, I, my mind, when you mention it, goes immediately to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his weapons of hands, hands raised um, in, in surrender and, and submission. I, I give up, you know, you can look at it like that. This is my weapon. <laughs> I give up uh, and making it, it my effort 
is to get you know your kripa because otherwise it's not possible and i'm asking for something actually more than than slaying the doubts but uh, attaining entering the planet of faith itself and the praying that corresponds with it so some thoughts on that i hope that's helpful beautiful helpful inspiring okay good good thank you for the question yeah um ram mohan has a quick quick question he said okay we have a little pranams guru can you hear me okay i can Okay, good. Um, so we're actually following on from the Gita, um, I was listening to some older uh, lectures you were giving shortly after, I think you just um, released your Bhagavad Gita, you were in India, and you were speaking very enthusiastically about a couple of other versions of the Bhagavad Gita you wanted, you, you were planning to, to write. One was a poetic version, the other one was... Um, um, the commentaries on each chapter. Mm-hmm. Do you still have plans for that? I know someone asked you about that relatively recently, but yeah, I think about it from time yeah. to time. Um, I think that the the latter one is more has been more in my mind uh, than than the former. A chapter summarizing um, each chapter, so it would be an eighteen chapter book, and then some verses would be selected in particular from each chapter. So it would be quite readable, I think, for the general public and for the devotee community. Um, I had seen an edition like that many, many years ago of Ramanuja's commentary. And that's where I got the idea from. Um, not that it's you know a very esoteric idea necessarily, but um, I do have it in mind, but I have a lot of different uh, other books in mind too. And right now I have a mind to write a book about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but we'll see. Um, I'm, you know, I just finished one book and uh, <laughs> it, it takes a little bit to, to start another one, but I appreciate your interest in the subject. You're one of a number of devotees that asked me that question. So it does speak to the, the potential popularity of, uh, of that book. My Gita has probably sold more than any other book of, of mine as well. So, um, it, you know, it, it is an important, important text. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So we're just about out of time, right? Yeah. Um, Are there any more questions? Someone just said, what topic on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? What topic? On Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's from Madhavanta, everyone. Oh, if I was to write on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Well, I would write about um, the Hindu uh, notion of avatar, which I was lecturing on recently in my recent visit to North Carolina. Those of you tuned in would appreciate, um, would have a little more insight into what I'm talking about there, but that's an interesting concept. And so there's no other religion that has such a clear um, uh, teaching as to how and in different ways and the different extents to which God appears in the world and is in the world all the time and comes and goes and so on and so forth. Because people say, well, I've never seen God. Well, you know, what are you looking for? So that's a big subject. And Avatar Tattva 
accomplish that. And then Gaudi has uh, really crystallized the avatar tattva uh, as the Bhagavatam does, drawing from different Puranas all in one place, different types of avatars and so forth. So then, of course, in the midst of them, there's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, and, um, and the idea would be to, here is the, an avatar in historical time, whereas the others are in either allegorical time or, or the mytho-historical period um, and so forth. And, uh, and then, then from there, if you will, um, I would uh, be writing about uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, what was happening in the world at that time and other places so on and so forth, what his teaching is. Um, and I would, I would also go through the, like a Leela narrative, if you will, that would be, um, I would say, would come, come somewhere in the middle between an academic way of looking at it, which is very objective, dull, and takes the divinity out of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and a, and a very literal, um, kind of Kanishta perspective um, that, uh, you know, it goes to the other extreme. Everything is taken absolutely literally and, uh, and, and so on and so forth. I, I would come in, in, in the middle to give intellectual integrity to the heart of the devotee who has the conviction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, uh, divinity. Hmm. Um, so to explain his ecstasy, for example, an academic might say, well, it looks like he had epilepsy and a devotee might uh, feel that everything that's said about him was literally a fact. There's a way to come in the middle that, that um, can bring the one extreme, you know, uh, towards the middle and, and create, help to create faith from that side. And, and from the other side can, can strengthen the faith, the faith of the devotee, which, uh, it has not yet the heart of the devotee, which has not yet harmonized with his head, with his or her head. Uh, so to bring Kanishta to a Madhyam uh, kind of a pers perspective at the same time. That that's my idea. It's a bit of a challenge, but I but um, I have some little bit of feeling for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So I think by his grace, I could be successful. We'll see. Bye. It sounds very exciting. Thank you for sharing, much. Okay. Well, thank you for asking. And thank you for all being with me. Hope to be with you again soon. Gaur Pramanandi. Haribo. Haribo. Thank you so much, Gumaraj, for your time and your wisdom. And okay. Thank you. Making time for us every week for the last 20 years. It's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Haribo. So devotees, stay on. I'm going to just make a couple quick announcements. Um, Sakirati, if you're on the call still, can you put the um, link to the new website up? There it is. Okay, Sakirati has done something which I would have been feeling somebody should do. Right? One of those, uh, but of course I didn't do it. I don't have the skill set, but. Um, she has created a website with all of the Sri Chaitanya Sangha events. Um, I have found it very difficult in the past to find things on Facebook pages, and it's been kind of, you know, just one of those frustrations. So thank you so much, Sakirati. I am very indebted to you for that. So that is on the chat, so everyone can 
copy that and um, have it for your, um, yeah, for whenever you're needing to find out what's going on. With, and then just to, to quickly go over the classes for the top of the bake that are in April. Um, on Mondays now we have um, Krishna Sandarbha. Uh, Chittahari has picked up that um, service that Dulal Chandra was doing before he passed. So thank you, Chittahari. Um, and on Tuesdays, we have Kanaram is doing a name on every stone. Sri Ramachandra Kata. And on Wednesdays, we have Sadvi Dasi doing the role of the Vaishnavi saints in the history of Bodhi Vaishnavism. Thursdays, we have the beauty and messiness of the Sadika's journey. Those are interviews that I am doing with devotees. We have some really exciting interviews coming up this, um, this month, so tune in. Um, and then Fridays, uh, we have Kishore Krishna Das is giving um, classes on Prahlad, simple hearted devotion. Now that sounds like a very ideal class for Kishore to be giving. And on Saturdays, we have Bhagavad Gita chapter four, Bhakti insights into Krishna's descent, and that's Madame Mohandas. And then Sundays, we'll be back here with questions and answers. So um, yeah, it's exciting. Well, let me just see this, this for the interviews. Uh, this Thursday, Merle Dar will be the interviewee. And then we have Ram Mohandas on the following one. And then the on the 21st, we have uh, Padmanabhaswamy. And then on the 28th, we have Indra Dasi. So we have a good lineup of interviews. So hope everybody will, will come and join us for those as well. Thank you so much, my dear devotees, and for your questions and your attention and just making this uh, call really beautiful. And I've seen the seen it go from three or four devotees on a um, on a speaker phone uh, starting off 20 years ago or 21 years ago and seeing what it's what we have now. And it's just very, I'm just really grateful to the Sangha. Of course, Guru Maharaj. All right. Jai Haribo.